this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings folks, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to episode 102 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash theshredshack and youtube.com slash Templum. Uh, that sounded very official. Did and that was there was like no stammering. That was that was really good. Yeah, that's that's, that's let's, let's not fuck that up. Let's go right into some new business. <laughs> old uh, business first, you old, dipshit. Old business. Old business is old business, and new business is new business. There is no old business. Let's go to new business. <laughs> and this is new business, and we do not discuss new business until next quarter. I got this. That's right. So with new new business, we discuss new releases. And I haven't quite caught up to uh, new releases of the week just yet. I'm actually I actually got a head start on things for January because I just posted up November yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm working on December. December is going to be just me uh, as far as the video goes, um, and December is going to mark our return to actually being in front of camera and talking. Um, so December is going to be just me, and I had a, I had a, I've um, to give myself, make sure that I'm actually doing all these my projects because I have a shit ton of things going on. I've actually like scheduled out the time of when I'm going to do things, and I scheduled out time last night to start writing the top t- three for December, and I got pretty far in my my third. To my third uh, option, it's just that I take a long time to write things because like, I really sit there and think about it, mm-hmm. and then of course I have to sit there and write it in such a way that I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> or when I when I read back, I I get tongue tied and I'm like blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you don't I, say blah blah blah. I don't I don't say blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> but I end up actually saying that <laughs> usually. Um, so I'm not caught up to this week's stuff. Uh, I will be next week, though, because um, I actually pre-ordered the new Avantasia album. Me too. Um, which will be coming on uh, day of. Yep, that so, allegedly. 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 So that remains to be seen. Um, so hopefully that will come on the right time. Did you listen to anything new this week? I did. Um, on February 1st, the new Within Temptation album was released. Uh, the album's called Resist. Mm-hmm. And I've been a fan of Within Temptation for years now. Is Sharon Denadel still the singer? Yes, she is. She's actually the main one of the main songwriters. Oh. It's, it's her and um, Robert, one of the guitarists. I think it's her husband. Because um, I know they definitely have kids together. Because I don't think he tours with mm. them anymore because he stays home with the kids mm. uh, but those two are the main songwriters uh, musically and lyrically gotcha um, and it took me a minute to get into it because uh, every time I go to a new Within Temptation record I kind of just go into it with a little bit of apprehension because 
I know what to expect, and then sometimes I don't know what to expect. I don't know if they're gonna try something different, go yeah, a little more say, popular. Don't, don't don't they don't they 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 kind of throw some curveballs sometimes? They do, especially with some of their guest performances. Uh, yeah. Like on Hydra, they had Exhibit out of nowhere. Yeah, that one I and, remember. I know this one has Jacoby Shaddix. Yeah, and that song is actually really good. That's mm-hmm. the opening track, and you know what? The good thing about with the Temptation is that they are very fairly consistent with their sound and you like I said you kind of know what to expect but then they do kind of throw some surprises at you like on this particular record there's a, a certain subtle uh, influence of dubstep in there okay and it's not overt it's like it's still a guitar bass and drum band with this just this background of electronic uh, dubstep music mm-hmm. behind it and it works so well because it fills in this space that you didn't think would have been empty, but it, when you hear it, it's like, wow, it complements it so well. Gotcha. It, like, it just adds another level of um, sonic quality to the to their music. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it probably like a dozen times through already because I just kind of let things repeat for a while. And uh, I really, really enjoy it. Cool. I really do. So I highly recommend people checking out the new Within Temptation record. Um, I was supposed to have the new Ashenoid record, their sophomore um, release, self-titled. It uh, was released on February 1st. Unfortunately, Amazon's decided that it was released on February 15th. So hopefully, I get that with my Aventasia record. Hopefully. 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 Um, so what else have we been listening to this week? All right. Well, I pulled up my Instagram account for my albums of the day, and a majority of it, recently has been my uh, Tenwood Review Band, which I don't think I announced, but you will find out shortly Yep. when I record those parts later. But I, I listen to some Down, Down 3 specifically, mm-hmm. uh, Blood Simple. Uh, if you don't know what Blood Simple is, that is um, Tim Williams' side project uh, from uh, Vision of Disorder. Might as well be his, his main project right now, because Vision of Disorder hasn't done much at all since 2012. They released a new record just a few years ago. We listened to it, didn't we? I think, th- I think 2012 is still the last album. Oh. Yeah. I might be wrong. Anyway, whatever. Uh, went back and did a double dose of the of Deftones, specifically Adrenaline and Around the Fur. So I went way back. Uh, Gojira, The Way of the Flesh, Oathbreaker, Rhea, Machine Head, The Blackening, and... The last Overkill record, The Grinding Wheel, just kind of getting ready for the next Overkill record, which is not far away. It's actually this month, end yes. of this month. Which which is going to be a fight for who's going to pick that one for, for top three, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure, because I just listened to that last one. It's like, Jesus Christ, they're so good. The, 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 uh, the look at the uh, February release list is not it's not bad at all. So the... No, I mean, in the next like two weeks, we have the new Avatage record we were talking about, and then the final week, we got... Uh, a little bit of a, a per, like a surge here. We got Candle Mass coming out, Dream Theater, um, Overkill, Rhapsody of Fire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it. Oh, and Delane. It's yeah. all. They're all coming out on February twenty second. Is, is Delane? A, I thought Delane was the DVD. I, it's the third part of their series. Uh, okay. I think this was like part live and a couple new songs. Gotcha. If I remember correctly, we yeah. we reported this a little while ago. Gotcha. But other than that, I've also listened to um, 
the new Evergrey album, the the Atlantic. We both got that. Yeah. After it came out. Yeah. Um, I still have to get more into it. I listened to it. I once. really, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was really good, really good. Um, the new, the la- the last Behemoth record, uh, the Ten Word Reviews band, obviously, and uh, we are resurrecting the S Five. Uh, starting next week, I believe we yes, talked about that, that is the intended plan. So I've been listening to some S five material, going through my uh, requests on Instagram, and just going through those bands and catching up on a yes. whole lot of social media that I've been lax on. So the bands that have been sending sending messages and whatnot, hopefully we'll get to them soon. And yeah, some uh, of the stuff I've been listening to is really, really good. Well, like, I would hope so. That's I mean, why, just that's why like just really, really good. Like you, sometimes you, 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 you know, when you get like local acts or like someone from like a foreign country, like you kind of go into it like well, you never know what's gonna happen. But these are like like incredible, incredible like bands. So I feel sorry for taking so long to get to them. Is it? A, is it a whole lot of? Uh... I try to get a little bit of. Mixture of a lot of stuff okay. that we usually cover here. I was gonna say, is, is is there like a million notes between them? No, 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 no. Um, we got a symphonic Viking metal band from Barcelona. Okay. A post black metal band from Norway. They were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a band that's a modern metal from Vienna, Berlin. Okay. We got a hardcore slash metal band from Houston, and this amazing progressive metal band from Italy. That is just out of this world okay so I mean we're that's talking about bands if you're fans of like Dream Theater Metallica Def Heaven Nightwish Elvedi Armand Marth, Slipknot it's just all across the gamut here yeah so okay that sounds good I still gotta give you the uh, access back to the email yes <laughs> yes um, and I also need access to skateboard yeah but we'll um, work on that cause there's this timing and yeah stuff. um so for some reason the auxiliary port in my car is acting up. So I oh, uh, you're down to nothing. No, well, well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like it, it keeps, it keeps thinking that it's unplugged and it's not, because like it'll just cut to the radio, and I'm like, what the crap? So it's a matter now of me remembering to bring a CD into the car. Uh huh. Um. So it's down to that basically so, <laughs> so in the car I've listened to uh, Blood of the Nations by Accept Ooh, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still working on that, that Sonic Horde thing and I'm trying to get more accustomed to um, um, some of the A bands um, so listening to the, some of the, the latter day Accept albums that I have because that's mostly what I have from Accept is, is I have the last four that they did with uh, Mark Tornillo at the front um, so I'm trying to get more accustomed to them, which, you know, they are amazing albums uh, because they are, I mean, they're accept. They they are, they are a staple. They are tr- traditional heavy metal. The archetypes of heavy metal, Yeah, really. yeah, straight up traditional um, German heavy metal. So you can't. You you can't fix what you can't you can't fix. If it ain't broke, broken. don't fix it. Exactly. So that's that's that. Um, I listen to Metal Church, Damned If You Do, the brand new album. Um, I love Metal Church. Metal Church still sounds like it's 1989. Um, actually, I was looking into um, when their first album with Mike Howe came out, and it came out almost li- actually 
literally over 30 years ago to the day. Wow. Um, February 7th, 1989. So 30 years later, they still sound exactly the same. <laughs> so speaking of bands that are, you know, the bread and butter of heavy metal and and if it ain't broke, don't fix, uh, Metal Church. Um I have lis- I started listening to the Ghost album a little bit again because it's the Ghost album. I mean, it's super awesome. It's 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 really good. <laughs> it's really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can't I can't complain about that at all. Uh, I listened to the Helgram album a little bit because uh, I finally have a physical copy of it, um, and I also um, listened to two albums I just picked up. Um, working on closing up some gaps of my collection as far as like bands that I have like most of their set and then um I'm missing one album like your 10 word review band yes yes yeah, I just so. had I, you know it's one of those things where like you know I've been looking for it for a reasonable price forever and just like going through the the discography for the 10 word review is like I still don't have this you know what fuck it I'm buying it yeah I, I was I was lucky because I bought that album for five dollars uh, before they remastered it. Oh wow! Yeah, because they they had that and the and the debut album for five dollars each, way back when. I'm talking like probably like a decade and a half ago. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> solid luck right there, you bastard. Yeah, long long time ago. Um, but I picked up copies of Power Man Five Thousand uh, copies. Copies, Clones, and Replicants, which is basically their cover album. Oh, okay. Um, surprisingly, wasn't crazy impressed. Um, the songs that they pick, some of the songs that they pick are are cool cuts and I think would have been a lot better had they done them a little differently. But I, I feel like it's a little phoned in. Yeah. Um, because they do, like, we're not going to take it. Oh, like, okay. like, imagine Power Man 5000 full force doing we're not going to take it. But they they tend to this album kind of tends to more electrify things, so it's it's a little more dancey. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And, and I'm 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 not feeling it. Like, should I stay or should I go? That should be awesome. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It should be heavy as fuck. Yeah, and and it ends up not being so. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's it's good that they do their own take on things because because it is. For some of them, it is hard to tell that they're doing this song. I think for like Space Oddity, um, you can barely tell that it's Space Oddity until they start singing. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, so some of the tracks are like that. Like they're 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 drastically different in and and it's their own spin. But I just was a little underwhelmed, knowing how much I love Power Man Five Thousand. Yeah. Um, and last one is uh, Amorphous Queen of Time. It's their last album. Um, or the latest album. Um, I never bought it when it came out, and I'm a huge Amorphous fan, so I picked it up. And I love Amorphous, so <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not much there's not much more to say about it. They are such an amazing band, um, incredible. So you know, I still have that gift card you gave me for Christmas that I have to use. Yeah, yeah. I keep you, forgetting about that. Yeah, you gotta do that. Yeah, I do. It's fifty bucks. I mean, at CD Warehouse, damn. Yeah, stack CDs. Or, or is, that, is that what it's called? CD warehouse, movie warehouse, movie exchange, CD exchange, exchange something exchange, like that. Exchange, exchange. It's it, it, technically they're the same store. It's the same store. Yeah, I it's mean, the same, store. same logo and everything. So yeah. Just, just. I think it probably depends on which location has more of what. Yeah, 
Like, I think the one that I w- want to go to, the one on Bitters, has a much wider selection of CDs. Yeah. While, like, the one on Hebner is definitely more of a movie exchange. Gotcha. And I think the one close to you on Walsham, that one's more of a movie exchange, too, because they their CD section is just, like, in the back corner of the store. It's funny. I went to the one on, on, uh, on Hebner one time, and I bought... I walked away with six, 16 CDs. Wow. And I, I I wiped them out pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the like the lady behind the counter was was you know making a making a remark about it. And I was like, yeah, sometimes I like to come in and just and just buy a whole bunch of stuff. And she's like, you know, good, thank you, it's our paycheck. <laughs> uh, but then I went there again like a month later, and I found like nothing. And I was like, I wiped them out. <laughs> <laughs> I've all done the, it. <laughs> all, all the good stuff's gone. <laughs> It's so funny when you go through those CDs, though. Do you still see CDs that you saw in the CD stores like 15, 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. The same exact records. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. nothing and, has just, changed. And, and, and certain ones, like, certain ones that you see are in bulk. And like, yeah. You're like, oh, man. I, I, I just love being able to find the gems. In, in like the needle in the haystack type stuff. Yeah, which which, which that. that that day that I walked away with like sixteen CDs. That was that day. Like I walked away with so much random stuff that was all like two ninety nine. Like I, yeah, I, I, it was it was a good day. <laughs> it was a very very good day, and I think I spent less than like fifty bucks on that altogether. Those are the best days. The so, best days. Yeah, I think I remember one time I went to a I went to the one on Hebner. And I walked out with like a, a just a stack of CDs. I probably spent more than fifty bucks, and I walked out with a lot and a box set. Sure. I walked out with the police box set. Oh, nice! You know the complete recordings of the police. Yeah. And I think that was only like maybe ten, fifteen bucks. I don't. I definitely did not spend that much money on it. But it was it was just one of those things where you when you look back and you see it stacked up, you're like. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, there's there's one thing that they have the one Hebner has that I want so badly, but it's it's too it's too expensive. Um, it's the Unearthed box set by Johnny Cash. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's like basically like all the all the leftover stuff from the American recordings of Johnny Cash. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. want that box so badly, and they have two copies of it, but it's like ninety bucks. And I'm like, I'll Man. keep that in mind for your birthday. Yeah, like I, I want to get that so badly, and and uh, I got I think I think I have it on my wish list on Amazon too, so I keep an eye on the. Uh, oh, so it's the, new at at Hebner? No, it's it's used. Oh, okay. it's used. But I, I keep an eye on 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 Amazon as well because they have the marketplace and sometimes. Oh, right on, right on, right on. Which I found out like, like since going through the marketplace, going through my wish list yesterday, a lot of the stuff that I want. Is like not available on on Amazon anymore. I, I have to I have to use the marketplace to get it. Oh, you get it to go third party seller. Yeah, yeah, because it's like all out of print or whatever. And I'm like, damn. Some some things like I I know I'm I'm gonna have to buy a bullet eventually. Yeah, like I I I want a copy of of Celtic Frost Cold Lake, um, which was their like quote unquote glam metal album. Um, I want a copy of that, but like literally, you have to spend ninety bucks to get it, Oof. like on on Amazon. I haven't checked eBay or anything lately, but it's it's a pretty penny. So one of these days, when I when I 
have the the cash set aside. I'm going to find a place to get it for a, a decent price and can actually have it. So that's just one of those many things. Um, so that was a nice little little tangent. Let's go on to uh, obituaries. Yeah. Um, so one of the most groundbreaking innovators in the world of music gear, Jim Dunlop Sr. Sr. has unfortunately passed away. I did not see that what his cause of death was. He did seem pretty old. But if you don't know who Jim Dunlop is, he is the creator of the Crybaby Wah. Mm. Everybody who has ever put on a guitar on his on his shoulders has used the Crybaby yeah, Wah. Yeah, I was going to say Kirk, uh, Kirk Hammond is probably crying right now. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we're, I mean, he did the, the wah, but of course, you know, John La, Jim Dunlop guitar picks. I think there's a set of strings. Yeah. He's done so much for the world of music gear. Uh, so it's unfortunate that he has passed away. Yeah. Only the one, though. Uh, obituary th- for today. Thankfully, only one obituary. Only one. Uh, if, 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 if doing this every two weeks, it just gives too much time for people to, unfortunately, pass away. Yes. So let's go on to general news. All right. Kiss has appeared on The Price is Right. Monday, <laughs> February 4th. That's not news. The episode was filmed on December 3rd, 2018. In honor of the 2019 Grammy Awards, which are airing uh, this Sunday, uh, February 9th on CBS, The Price is Right is hosting a week of shows celebrating music. Each day the show will be themed for a different genre, starting Monday with Kiss and Rock and Roll. The iconic band will model a special prize package featuring their farewell tour and present a musical showcase. That, that's actually, actually kind of cool. Um, so, just <laughs> just imagining Bob Barker beating them up. <laughs> no, my favorite thing about The Price is Right is the episode where Adam D. from Killswitch Engage was on, mm-hmm. and he won the whole fucking thing. I did not see that. I did not know that even it's happened. It's amazing. Because he's so goofy. <laughs> and he's so excited to be there. <laughs> uh, it's a game show. Game shows are really fun. And, and the fact that he won the whole fucking thing. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> All right. He's like, I'm quitting the band. <laughs> <laughs> he probably couldn't afford to buy the truck that they gave him. Because <laughs> he's in the band. Anyway. Metallica's January 28th concert in Raleigh, North Carolina's PNC Arena shattered the venue's attendance record with a crowd of 20,052 fans on hand. The Metallica show was staged in the round with one square stage in the center of the arena floor and a chair-free floor filled with fans. You know, if I were a band like Metallica and like I'm playing all these big places, I would always, I would always ask what like, the attendance record is. And then try to beat it by, by, like, two by, people. by, by like by making the stage even smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much exactly what they're doing. <laughs> just make a smaller, smaller stage to fit more people, just to beat the record every time. <laughs> you know what? That'd be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> what was the record last time we were here? All right, let's let, let's do this. They shave off one foot of the stage now, and they can totally do it. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Just them all playing back to back. Kind of like the uh, the end of Cunning Stunts, the DVD. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you have ever seen that one. But I, I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, well, they're um, the end of the the end of the show, or like right before they do their encore, uh, they have like the the fake stage blow up. 
and the power goes out, you know, blah 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 blah. And they come out, and they have like this one light in the middle, like a like a like an Edison bulb, mm-hmm. and it's just the four of them uh, around Lars's kit, and they're playing covers. So it's just kind of like that feel, but all around. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would be it. just just one lone light bulb hanging from the ceiling, and them playing on like a little circle. <laughs> <laughs> And people would love it. People would love it. I, are you kidding me? That dude, that no matter what they do, they would probably sell it out and and shatter records wherever they go. So, and I've seen pictures of the stage that they have going on. It is not their biggest stage for sure. Like I've seen them in the round before, and they have some big stages. Because this one is tiny because they don't they don't really do all that much. So there's no need for them to have like a, a shit ton of space. Well, they're more of a production now. I mean, you know, I wish. I don't know if you ever saw the movie um, Through the Never. No. All right. Well, you don't need to. I wish they would release the, like, as like a B-side or a special feature, just the concert. Because what they did production-wise for that concert was absolutely astounding. Mm. They had all these uh, screen, like, bottom-lit screens on the floor that changed colors and did videos and stuff like that throughout the show. All, everything. They're a production now. Because yeah. uh, I know that they, they've they've done productions in the past. I remember um, during seeing footage during the Injustice for All tour, they had the giant doors. Uh, they had yeah, they had the giant um, um, statue. Yeah, yeah, doors. Had, That's what they named her. Oh, uh, um, but I, I know that they they've done that kind of stuff in the past. But the times that I've seen them, like when I when we saw them at Nassau, it was a square stage. The end. Yeah. And it would, yeah, uh, very minimalist. So I mean, I mean, like, even the, the show I saw at um, what was it, the Alamo Dome recently? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Two years ago, almost now. Yeah. And uh, you know, th- it wasn't in the round, which which is a shame because I I always thought like in a big stadium like that they could probably kill it in the round. Oh, probably. Absolutely kill it. But the thing is, no stadium does that. They always play at one end and face it, whatever. Um, but their production was pretty was awesome because there was the flames they had the big screens and all that good stuff your typical stuff but again like you said they're getting up there in age they don't really do much as a band yeah they, like, they, they, they're they, not they're not jump around like Bruce Dickinson let's just yeah, say that they, 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 they play their bits they walk around a little bit and, you know I mean the, the person who needs the most space is Trujillo Oh yeah, as oh, he yeah. crab walks around, well, yeah, and whips that hair around. Yeah, like that's 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 the one who needs the most space. So uh, anyway, so according to the Pulse of Radio, Papa Roach was awarded Pandora's billion streams plaque in celebration of the group's catalog reaching a billion streams on the music service. The band members were presented with the plaque on Thursday, January twenty fourth the last of their three-night run at the Roxy in Los Angeles to celebrate the release of their new album, Who Do You Trust? Keeps looking like a plague. <laughs> they were presented with the plague. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of who it is, maybe it was the plague. They're not that bad. No, no. And again, we, we just mentioned J- uh, Jacoby. Uh, guesting on the new Within Temptation record, and honestly, I didn't realize it was him at first. Yeah, um, he sounds completely different than he did when he, yeah, he first came out. Um, they, they've they've changed their sound a lot in, in in the last decade, decade and a half. Yeah. So, um, 
still wouldn't um you know still wouldn't put put them on on a priority list of any kind no definitely for myself. No, 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 no. but um they've definitely they like they from from album two they were stepping away from that from the the rap metal stuff you know they they became a little bit more melodic uh, melodic, and... melodic and kind of pop oriented because yeah. I remember scars came out and I didn't even know it was them until somebody told me right and I was like oh really this is this is Papa Roach like when did that happen because even even like the 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 more vindictive heaviness was gone. It was it was melodic and yeah. But wow, I'm just looking at the at the top five on the Billboard Top 200, and we got some surprises, my friend. Oh, not uh, not in our favor at all, oh, but oh. just some surprises in general. Man, why you gotta be like that? Sorry. All right, here we go. According to Billboard, Five Finger Death Punch has left the WME booking agency and signed with Artist Group International. The band will be represented at Artist Group International by veteran rock agent Peter Papalarudo, Papalarado, pa- Papalardo, Papalardo, yeah, whose rosters includes Megadeth. Nice. Yeah. Right on. All right, we I put a hashtag here. Hashtag just because. Aldi, the German-based discounter best known for its low prices and no-frills approach, is offering a new line of limited edition cheeses with names that are parodies of popular song titles from the 1980s, including, including classic tracks by Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses. According to Delish, Aldi will make six new Happy Farm cheeses available on February 6th, among them Sweet Cheddar of Mine and Pour Some Gouda on Me. <laughs> Time for the Grammy Awards, which happened on Sunday, this coming Sunday, today, as a matter of fact. The other cheeses, which are all priced at three forty nine. Are named after songs by Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fontina, Michael Jackson, Billy Goat is My Lover, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Havarti, and Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Goat Goat. The cheeses come in either five ounce, uh, this is the Lauper and Wham uh, ones, and or seven ounces, all other packages. Just, just, just because. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> just it, it, because. I love cheese. I, I, I wanted to try the wake me up before you goat goat. <laughs> I, I don't have my, my clip, which is basically just a guy yelling, throw the cheese. <laughs> we need that, that, that pepperoni plate one. And stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we need that one. So I, 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 I mean, like, I want to say that like it's, it, it's all kind of very funny, but like it's – it's it's meta how cheesy it is. But you know you know what's really funny about it though is that I went into this article not reading that these were just names. I had a fear that these bands were getting involved in cheese, and we were how we were talking about Brand, branding, brand, branding, which which um, I don't know if you you mentioned. I did see that little yeah. action figure of the cover. Yeah, the 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 Minotaur, I believe it was. Yes. The, from from the cover of the Slayer album is becoming its own toy. Yeah. Uh, just something about branding. Yeah, just something about it. Something about it. That like, I I can understand like toys of bands and stuff, but like that one looks kind of like crap. Well, it does look like crap. It looks pretty much like the cover. Yeah. And the cover doesn't look that good either. So, but it's... but I I feel like they, like they, given to the right company, they could have it look more awesome. They could they could they, yeah like the Metallica toys 
from 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 back in the day. Yeah. Like they, those look pretty pretty. Well, sweet. those are the guy like the, the guy the same guy who did the Spawn toys. Yeah, you so. you mean like give it give it to him, give it to Todd McFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> have him have him redesign it a little bit, make a toy out of it, and 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 make it look good. This this looks like. Some of the it looks 80- like a toy. It looks like some of the 80s wrestling action figures. <laughs> <laughs> like super exaggerated. <laughs> Pour some Gouda on me. <sighs> I think Wake Me Up Before You Goat Goat is, is actually one of the best things I've ever heard. And I love goat cheese, so it's like, I really do want to, like, this sounds great. <laughs> it sounds amazing. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Former Exodus singer Rob Dukes and ex-Sacred Reich drummer Greg Hall have teamed up with Dark Angel guitarist Eric Meyer and bassist Michael uh, Gonzalez to form a new band called Blood Moon Ritual. Rounding out the group is guitarist Chris Canella, currently fronting Autumn's End. You know, I, I mean, that, that's that's cool. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going to be an interesting project. But the name of it kind of just sounds like You've seen the episode of of uh, South Park when they make fun of Family Guy. Yes. And they have the the manatees and the beach balls. Yes. They just have. The, I, that's what I feel like the band name came from. <laughs> just, just blood, moon, moon and ritual. ritual. <laughs> <laughs> so you take three dice, <laughs> just, a couple names, just, just roll them. It out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that it wasn't Moon Ritual Blood. <laughs> Moon blood ritual. It just... all works though, damn it. <laughs> a rose by any other name. What about what about chrysanthemum? <laughs> chrysanthemum. Alright, here we go. A perfect circle, the beta machine drummer, Jeff Friedel. Or, or Friedel. Friedel? Friedel. Friedel. Um, he will be sitting in with the 8G band on the late late uh, late night with Seth Meyers later this month. You can catch him behind the kit on the show from February 18th to the 21st. Right on. Yeah, they, that's the show that's known for doing that. They had Nicole McBrain on that one time. You still have this section named the it, same thing. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. Uh, it totally works. Fufutin. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have you read the the that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never gonna. Read you're never that. gonna do that. Good, it's fine. I'm the voice of the shred shack anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At least the podcast side. All right, here we go. Ace Fraley has slammed his former bandmates Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons over their comments regarding a possible reunion of the band's original lineup. You don't say. Simmons and Stanley told Guitar World Magazine in a new interview that while Kiss's former members were welcome to take part in the band's End of the Road Farewell Tour, they can only do so in a guesting capacity. After Simmons and Stanley's comments were first reported, Fraley took to his Facebook page to issue a fiery response accusing Simmons of being an asshole and a sex addict who allegedly groped Ace's wife and propositioned her only a year ago. Uh, That sounds about right. Right? So... Needless to say, never-ending fun in the Kiss Camp. Yeah, the, the just hmm, it's not going to happen. So uh, yeah, I'm and, and I think Ace is doing fine on his own. I think he is too. All right, here's a long one. It's a legal one. Okay, so check this one out. According to the Blast, Corn is suing its former drummer for allegedly violating the terms of the deal they negotiated with him three years ago. 
singer Jonathan Davis, guitarist James Schaefer, bassist uh, Fieldy. I'm not going to attempt that last name. Uh, guitarist Brian Welch claimed they reached an agreement with David Silveria in 2016 after he sued them over royalties. The drummer, who left Korn in late 2006, sued his former bandmates in February 2015, claiming that his exit from the group was merely a hiatus and that he was rebuffed when he tried to return to the band in 2013. He said he still had ownership interest in Korn and asked a judge to force the band to reveal how much money they've made since he left so he can get his rightful share. Korn countersued, and the two sides eventually reached an agreement that called for the drummer to give up his rights to Korn royalties going forward in exchange for a lump sum. But Korn now says that he cont- that the drummer contacted SoundExchange, which administers royalties from non-interactive streaming recordings in July of 2018 and claimed that he was entitled to his cut. The band says they informed him that this was in direct violation of the settlement agreement he reached and to withdraw his claim to SoundExchange. He apparently has not done so, causing Sound Exchange to place a hold on all payouts related to Corn. The band says they've lost out on $290,000 in payments so far. According to the Blast, Corn is suing for breach of contract and seeking a ruling barring Silveria from collecting royalties. Money. Money. Everybody Remember, will... it's a business. It's fun. You write music, blah, blah. It's a business. Oh, that's always got to be about some bitch-ass money. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. And it's it's funny that, that that they were like, I was like, you're you're trying to do this. You guys are fighting. No, no one gets anything. Everybody stops. I didn't need to shut down. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of uh, that bit from Snatch. All bets are off. Close down all the all the windows. <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So unfortunately, we don't have anything for the good that men do. We usually have plenty, so... Yeah. Uh, but we do have Alcoholica. Of course. Of course. Children of Bodom have teamed up with Fat Lizard Brewing to launch a beer brewed with Lake Bodom water. The beer will go on sale February 1st in Finland. A limited batch will be available through the band's web store in Central Europe later in February. Isn't the story of the Bodom thing... Like like murders? Drown- yeah, the, drowning the, children? Like, something like that? Yeah, so you, you yeah. get your beer with... with with the remains of drowned children. Did you see a problem here? (laughs) (laughs) There will be people who drink it. Of course there will. Of course. All right. Iron Maiden and Robinson's Brewery have announced a new addition to their award-winning Trooper family, Trooper Nitro, a kegged version of Trooper, which is charged with nitrogen and carbon dioxide. Trooper brand manager Stan Kennerly said, Quote, our keg version of Trooper has been extremely popular, but after listening to feedback from our customers and numerous on-trade trials, which had outstanding results, we decided to switch to mixed gas. The result? An awesome, longer-lasting keg-conditioned Trooper ale, whose deep and complex flavor have been enhanced with a cooler temperature and a perfect serve. So just making something that already exists better. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Okay. So it goes. Again, this is the, the kegged version of it. So you probably still can get your regular Trooper beer in your bottles, but then this is the kegged version. And they went on in the article to talk about where they've been serving it and 
music venues, festivals, and such and such. Yeah. So this probably will um, benefit the serving of the beer at those particular facilities. Yeah. All right. So who's ready for some awesome recording news here? Uh, is it, is it awesome? For the most part, yes. It better be awesome. Yes. All right, so Life of Agony has hinted that its upcoming sixth studio album will be a conceptual follow-up to the band's debut. Released in 1993, Rivers Run Red told the story of a confused and disillusioned young man with low self-worth and a poor support network who ultimately decided to commit suicide. The idea here is, what if he didn't die? Ah, uh-huh. I was going to say, like, um, how do you follow that up? Remember... If you don't die on screen, you're not really dead. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, come on. I mean, any Marvel character who if you don't die on screen, are you really dead? What if they turn to dust? They didn't die. The theory is that they're in the Soul Stone. Anyway... We can discuss that when the movie comes out in May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you, you just, you just, you just had to have a moment, and you were like, "Well, you're a nerd." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just had to have one of those moments. I did totally, totally did. All right, Yingve Malmsteen will release Blue Lightning globally on March 29th via Mascot Records, Mascot Label Group. Your new god will release a new album on March 29th. Blue Lightning describes what happens when he his fingers just touch the fretboard. He's like the goddamn Flash. Anyway, Deep Purple, guitarist Steve Morris says the band will work on its 21st studio album later this year. The effort will be the follow-up to 2017's Infinite, which was recorded with legendary producer Bob Ezrin. Infinite plus one. Infinite. Going on for infinity and beyond. I, I figured Infinite would have been like the title of like their last album, like their like their final album. If well, apparently they're, they're not packing it in anytime soon. Nope. Nope. nope I mean, nope. Steve Morse is younger than the rest of the band, so he can go on for for longer. But the rest of the guys have got to be pushing uh, a ripe age. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Carveller Talk. Carveller Talk. That's right. Have written a, a quote a lot of stuff for their fourth album, tentatively due before the end of the year. The follow up to 2016's Nattisford, which was in my top three of that particular month for that particular year, will mark the band's first release since the departure of longtime frontman Erland Hilvik and addition uh, of Ivor Nikolajian. Nicolaisen. 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 Lazen. Lazen. Nicolaisen. I'll go with Nicolaisen. So, yeah, Corella Talk. Awesome. Can't wait. Entertainment One, or E1, has licensed the complete back catalog of Black Label Society. Uh oh. In addition to the band's last three albums, which were released on E1, the company has licensed the following titles. Sonic Brew, Stronger Than Death, 1919 Eternal, The Blessed Hell Ride, Hangover Music Volume 6, Mafia, and Shot to Hell. Fans can expect these titles in never-before-released formats over the next few years. Uh, they re-release uh, Blessed Hell Ride and Hangover Music. I need those. So There you go. I believe 
it comes later on that they are already planning a Sonic Brew one, or do we mention that last time? I I think that that's been out of print in general, so they should re-release it. Yeah. So. Plus, it's all, I think it's celebrating a particular anniversary as well. It, I think, I 20? think, yeah, because because ninety nine was its album. Yeah, release, so I think. we're looking at twenty years. All right, Greta Van Fleet bassist Sam Kiska has confirmed to Australia's Heavy Mag- Heavy magazine that the band has already begun compiling ideas for the follow up to last year's anthem of the Peaceful Army. He is quoted as saying, "We are actually talking, and we all decided earlier this month that we need to do a record as soon as possible." So the one thing I can say right now is that you can definitely expect album two in 2019. I mean, it's it's amazing that a band thinks automatically we got to get back in and record a new album because usually it's like uh, let's. They're going for that old school feel, like where bands are releasing albums like every six months. Yeah, as long as the albums are cheap, then you know, then yeah, yeah. As long as they're good, the thing the thing about that though is that like. I think we've had this conversation before about oversaturation. You know, eh. do you want to put out that much material right away? Depends, because it's, it depends on the band. It really does depend on the band. So I it mean, depends on the fan base. It depends I mean, on the the demand. I think leading up to the first Alive album, Kiss released three albums and then Alive in the span of like a year and a half or something <laughs> like that. Like they 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 churned it out. The thing is that the music wasn't as accessible as it was as it is now, though. Well, Kiss made themselves accessible. Come on, it's Kiss. All right, here we go. Motorhead guitarist Phil Campbell has told Grease's TV War that he hopes to release his debut solo album by the summer. The disc, which has been in the works for more than five years, will include guest appearances by Rob Halford, Dee Snyder, Chris Fenn of Slipknot, and Ugly Ugly Kid Joe uh, vocalist Whitfield Crane, among others. That sounds cool. Get your dad rock on here with this one. The Circle, which is Sammy Hagar's critically acclaimed supergroup, also featuring Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham, and Vic Johnson, will release its first album of all original material called Space Between on May 10th via BMG. I just found that out recently because I had, I was, I've been redoing my wanted music list. And, and that's going to be on it. So Sammy Hagar is... Like no matter what he does, it, it tends to be very good. Yeah, and he, he's he's pretty he's fairly prolific for a guy who is literally a seventy one. Yeah, and he still sounds exactly the same. Yeah, so it's scary. Yeah, I mean between between his own solo stuff, um, Chicken Foot side side projects, Chicken Foot, he's he's been he's been fairly prolific in and I mean like not. Like to the level of uh, say Devin Townsend prolific, but like. Well, well, but he's he's been he's been keeping up with with doing projects. And then there's also the 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 level of prolificness that is the Buckethead. <laughs> do you ever go to his, do you ever go to his Wikipedia page? No, I don't think I have time to read that. Okay, I don't have a week. Okay, <laughs> if you go to his page, it tells you the name of every album. It says, and um, he's got like thirty some odd albums. Because I had again, I was working on my wanted music list and Buckethead was on my is on that list and in some way, shape or form, hopefully some of these are physical and not all digital. But it's 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 funny because it says like you know, like Buckethead has thirty some something albums. 
uh, or something studio albums. And then there's the Pike Sessions, which is like 293. So he has the, 300. The, the Pike Sessions? I have no idea what that oh. is. I feel like it's basically just outtakes or something. Well, I think it was – wasn't it like just a few years ago he was trying to release a, a record a day for the month of like October? Basically, yeah. And and, and that's and, – and, but like – there's two hundred and like ninety some odd of these album of these quote unquote albums. studio albums on his Wikipedia page. Studio albums, three hundred and six. Yeah, because because of the Pike sessions, three hundred and six. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's it's, just it's, that's just gotta be him though. Right, just the, yeah, that, that, that's just that's but, not including his side project. If you if you go down on well, the there's Wikipedia. the Pike series. If you go down on the page, they show you like like all the side project he does because it's like w- with this person. With oh, this person, okay, okay, I got person. you, I got you. Okay, it's okay, okay, it's okay. Insane. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, with Bootsy Collins, with Brain, Travis Dickerson. Okay, okay, I yeah, see it, it now. It's it's a, it's an insane page, and 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 Guns N' Roses, Praxis. Oh my God. I mean, the only person who can sit there and edit it properly has got to be the man himself. I was going to say, is like, <laughs> he probably can't even keep up with this. Like, like I, I can see him like, like, like editing his own Wikipedia page just like to inform the fans of things. He's like, he's probably sitting there like, man, I don't remember half this shit. By the way, I released an album two days ago, <laughs> and I'm releasing one tomorrow. So. He records like in his sleep. Like he 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 does the Swiss guard thing where he just sits there and everywhere he is he's just playing 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 playing. So crazy. It's ridiculous. So crazy. But yeah, three hundred three hundred something studio albums. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. Okay, we gotta get off of this because I can just be here all day with that. Um, so hashtag why is this a thing? Oakley Dokley, the band inspired by the Simpsons character Ned Flanders, will release their sophomore album Howdly Doodly, Howdly Toodly, on March 29th. Now, from what I understand, the only thing that makes this band like in any like in any way related to the Simpsons is the look. Like musically, like they don't really. They're like they're like super heavy hardcoreish. Yeah, yeah. Like there's 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 really nothing to. So why is it a thing? Why not just be a hardcore band? I don't know. I don't know. You gotta, gotta have some sort of thing that 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 draws the attention. I guess so. It's just. Nah. All right, Legion. Uh, a Legion, right? A Legion. Something like that. Uh, anyway, they announced that their new album, uh, Apoptosis. 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 Will meet a April 19th release through Metal Blade Records. The group recorded the outing at Flatline Audio in Denver, Colorado with Dave Otero, who has worked with Cal Decapitation and Cephalac. Yeah? Cephalac? I think it's Cephalic. Cephalic? Yeah. Carnage? Yeah. Uh, taking on the production duties. The effort will be the band's first with bassist Brandon Michael and notably also features a guest appearance from classical guitarist Christina Sandingen. Sandingen. Yeah. Sandingen. 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 I'm really bad. Everything's phonetic and terrible. Everyone has these names, man. Oh, I mean, that's the music we like and the the countries they come from. (laughs) I'm going to call you Bob. (laughs) 
If I can't, if I can't pronounce your name, your name is Bob. Everyone's going to be named Wilson from now on. But I'm a woman. Yeah, I'm just Bob. Bob. With, with tits. How about Bobby <laughs> with an I? <laughs> Bobby with an I. <laughs> Terry with an I. There you go. <laughs> Terry's got butt for days. <laughs> anyway, Brooklyn Nine-Nine references. Ghost Tobias Forge has told Billboard that he is focused on the band's next recording project, which he has been, quote, working on for months now, with plans to be in the studio again by the beginning of 2020, with the release later that year. Woot. Woot, woot. Considering we were talking about still listening to the previous album. I was going to say, they're in every two-year band. Every two years you get a record from them. Yeah. Well, except, except one time. And usually there's I'm, – I'm actually kind of disappointed that there isn't, like, a midway EP. Usually they release an EP that has, like, one uh, unreleased track from the previous album and a bunch of covers. I'm sure right now, he's in, since he's in the midst of uh, all this legal crap, he probably, you know, has, True. has a few other things on his mind. I have to say, though, that their cover of um, Missionary Man from the Eurythmics, so good. Right on. So good. All right, Sacred Reich have entered the studio to begin recording their long-awaited new album. The disc will mark the band's first release since the return of drummer Dave McLean. I'm actually excited for that because Sacred Reich is a badass band. Yes, they are. All right, here we go. Grand Magus will release their new album, Wolf God, on April 19th via Nuclear Blast. The follow-up to 2016's Sword Songs was recorded at Sweet Spot Studio in Sweden with producer Stefan Carlson, who has worked with Arch Enemy, Firewind, and Spiritual Beggars. I'm excited. Yeah, totally, totally uh, stoked for that one. We we had a we had a moment the the other day with the the album cover, which looks pretty badass. Yep. So so the, there's much excitement for for that one. Yeah, the Shred Shack is totally pumped for some Grand Magus. All right, Gaul's Word, which is fronted by renowned vocalist Gaul, who is in Gorgoroth and Wardrona, will release its debut album, Gaster, Ghosts Invited, on May 31st via Season of Mist. Big surprise there. This disc was recorded last year at Solslatet Studios in Norway with Ivor Sandoy, uh, who has worked with Enslaved. Right on. Last but not least here, this one's just for me pretty much. Periphery will release its fifth album, Periphery 4, Hail Stan, <laughs> on April 5th via the band's own three-dot recordings. <laughs> Stan, you bastard! Hail. Oh. Really? That's... I... 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 Is, is that supposed to be funny? or, or... Probably. I'm not really sure what the inside joke is. Hopefully it's described in the liner notes. But we will see. Speaking of, of liner notes, I actually have to look at the um, the Arion album. Um, uh, the, the, the one I just got. Because in every one of his albums, Arion goes to thank his brother and stops. <laughs> And like you know, and like or or he'll sit there and say, and like the, uh, this album is no thanks to, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I got to see what he wrote for that. 
on uh, on this new re-release of uh, Electric Castle. So let's move on to some concert news, and we're going to talk about some festivals first. Yep. And I think we're starting overseas finally, because the last few times we've been talking about a lot of stuff. Mostly American, yeah, yeah, mostly American festivals. All right, so Satyricon will perform their landmark 1999 album Rebel Extravaganza in its entirety at the Tons of Rock Festival in Oslo, Norway to celebrate the 20th anniversary of its release. The June 27th set will be an exclusive event and therefore the only show where they will perform the record in full this year. That's strange. Like, I, I think of Satyricon and what I know of them. An album title like Rebel Extravaganza does not sound like it suits them. Right? Rebel Extravaganza sounds like a cock rock album. I was going like to say... Steel Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Like... It, it, it's just the word extravaganza doesn't fit like the the tone of yeah, the band. Yeah, I, 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 that, that sounds like too. I don't know. I, when I think of extravaganza, I think of like you know party fun, not yeah. like not anything necessarily menacing. And even with the rebel aspect of it, even that word has some kind of cheesy connotation. Yeah, to it, it really does because it just like it feels like sometimes where you hear the word, you just. You just think of somebody who's doing it to be a rebel, like for the rebel's sake, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it, it, it's like uh, there's that um, there's those uh, what's it called? I'm a rebel, Dottie, a loner. No, the, the, there's um, there's those commercials now for like car insurance, and it's like um, a guy, like an old older guy living with his parents, and oh he's, yeah, and it, you know he's yelling at them basically. Yeah. It's like rebel. It's like that's what I think of, like. That extravaganza, like you know, like it's it's got it's got a kind of almost childish um, um, connotation to it. In 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 after you, if you if you put it before a word like extravaganza, it feels right. So, all right. So you ready for this one? I'm ready. The rumored lineup for the annual Heavy Metal uh, Heavy Montreal Festival appears to have surfaced online ahead of an official release. According to Lamb Goat, an ad mat boasting the below uh, lineup for the event was previously was briefly posted by Slayer before being pulled. So the lineup here, no dates or anything like that. You got Slayer, Ghost, Godsmack, Evanescence, Slash, Anthrax, Steel Panther, In This Moment, Killswitch Engage, Clutch, Gamma Ray, Beartooth, Hatebreed, Skillet, Atreyu, Quiet Riot, Wait, Watane, Cataclysm, Despised Icon, Municipal Waste, Metal Church, All That Remains, Fu Manchu, Beast in Black, Knocked Loose, Cancer Bats, Stick to Your Guns, Terror, Counterparts, Fever 333, Scowl Mold, Three Teeth, Metalachi, Galactic Empire, Yob, or Yob, whatever. Mountain Dust, Dirty Honey, and Heavy Mania. I would totally see that. I'd see that ten times over. That is a lot. That is a sick lineup. Yeah, it's quite intense. And of course, there's probably more bands to be announced. It's just wow, badass all around. Yeah. Uh, that's it for festivals. I guess. I guess most of it's been. We've announced a lot already. Yeah. So let's go on to some touring news. All right. So Cradle of Filth will perform their album 1998's Cruelty and the Beast in its entirety at several non-U.S. shows this spring and summer. Wah, wah. 
Ozzy Osbourne has been forced to postpone the entire European European leg of his No More Tours 2 on Doctor's Orders. This followed an announcement that the singer was postponing the first four dates of the tour because of the flu. After seeing his physician again, Ozzy Osbourne has been diagnosed with a severe upper respiratory infection, which the doctor feels could develop into pneumonia, given the physicality of the live performances and an extensive travel schedule throughout Europe in harsh weather conditions. I mean, maybe it's a sign. Yeah. It should really be no more tours, or just please stop before you kill yourself. Yeah, seriously. All right, that's next. Yep. We got Black Label Society has also announced the 20 Years of Sonic Brutality Tour, a brand new batch of 2019 North American tour dates in conjunction with the release of a new reimagined version of the band's iconic 1999 debut LP, Sonic Brew. Due on May 17th, Sonic Brew 20th anniversary, uh, blend 599 to 519. I don't know what that, what that means. Um, it's supposed to be May 99 to May Oh, I get it. I get it. I thought it had something to do with beers. No. Anyway, uh, it features the original formula with enhanced flavor. The band will play two shows in each market. The first night will feature Sonic Brew played in its entirety, while the second night will see the band play a set of uh, greatest hits. Support will come from Conan and the Atomic Bitch Wax. That's well, a disagreeing. That, that that's that's a band name that 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 sounds like the the manatees again, but <laughs> but but it came out cool like like atomic bitch wax. <laughs> I could totally go with that name, atomic bitch wax. All right, and of course, Black Label Society will also participate in U.S. festivals, uh, Sonic Temple, Enter, uh, Epicenter, and Welcome to Rockville along uh, while they're on this run. Right on. Yeah. All right. Former Kiss guitarist Vinnie Vincent has canceled his previously announced comeback shows. Derek Christopher, who is the promoter of the event, says that Vincent, quote, has sent a notification that he will not be performing the concert scheduled on for February 8th and 9th in 2019 in Nashville, Tennessee. Boo. He just received a notification letter. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Someone sent him a letter like, you're not playing those shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Vinny sent the letter to the promoter. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Allison Chains has announced a Canadian uh, tour in support of its Grammy-nominated album, Rainier Fog. The trek, which is set to kick off April 10th in Vancouver, also includes new U.S. tour dates nowhere near Texas. Allison Chains is one of the bands that's now high on my bucket list because of me crossing off several on the bucket list. Yeah. Um, but when they come around here again, I I think I need to catch them. Yeah. And and finally, because I listened to um, I listened to Black Is Way to Blue recently. Uh huh. Man, that's a good album. The they're I have to listen to Rainier Fog, but the yeah. the two albums with the new uh-huh. singer since they returned. They're they're both quality quality. I, I, I wasn't crazy about the Devil Put Dinosaurs here. Um, like I listened to that one um, right after. Uh huh. Um, not not as crazy about it. Um, but Rainier Fog is good. I'll, yeah. I'll 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 give you a copy of it. Sounds good. All right. Hashtag No Texas Date Overkill has announced 
the Wings Over the USA 2019 Tour. Kicking off on April 25th in Baltimore, the trek will make stops in Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Nashville before concluding in Boston on May 11th. Joining Overkill on the dates will be Death Angel and Act of Defiance. I like to say that, that Overkill is the one band that I have a t-shirt from that is Texas-based. Like... You know oh, how, uh, like the show, like the like the shirt is for the Texas date of the show. Yeah, like it's it's based around their their dates in Texas. Um, I have one of those. It's an Iron Maiden one. Yeah, like like how Iron Maiden. Does yeah, it. that's that. It's one of my favorite uh, shirts. Overkill is the one band that I have that does that, and and it's it's a it's a cool shirt. I mean, Overkill has some has some badass merch. So. All right. Next up here is Devin Townsend. Has announced the dates for the Empath Europe uh, Volume 1 tour in November. The track will follow the March 29 release of his new album, Empath, via Inside Out Music. He's still on Inside Out. Yep. Uh, it's funny because um, uh, CM Distro is, is pushing the album pretty hard. He's probably using them as distribution. I think, C- I think CM Distro is like basically distribution for, for Inside Out at this point. <laughs> What label's uh what label is um uh Dream Theater on at this point? Oh. Are they still on Roadrunner? I don't think they're still or on Roadrunner. Or Nuclear Blast? I don't know. I'd have to look at it cuz I have the Astonishings in my in my office, so Yeah, oh, fuck it. I can't do this right. Yeah, now. we'll look at it later. Yeah, it's not a big deal. All right. Here we go. All right. Deadland Ritual. Another ritual. Yes, another ritual. The band, uh, the new band featuring bassist Geezer Butler, um, guitarist yeah. Steve Stevens uh, from Billy Idol and Neil, uh, uh, Vince Neil, drummer Matt Soren, Sorum, who's been in Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver, and singer Frankie Perez of Apocalyptica will embark on a European tour in June. The trek will kick off in June 4th in Copenhagen, Denmark, and will conclude the weekend of June 21st and the 23rd at Hellfest in Clisson, France. Uh, on a little side note here, they will make their U.S. live debut on May 28th at the Troubadour in West Hollywood, California. The above tour will follow this particular show. Uh, Deadland Ritual promises the live shows will be something special, mixing the original material with deeper cuts from the band members' collective past. Not the typical songs you would expect, according to Matt Sorum. Which means that if they're playing some sad songs, pull out some weird stuff. Pull out some fucking megalomaniac and <laughs> and, 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 and hole in the sky. And, and, that would be cool. Yeah. Some badass shit right there. By the way, another ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Not as cool as Atomic Bitch Wax, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. A hashtag no San Antonio date. Avatar have announced their return to North America on the aptly named Avatar Country World Tour 2019. Dates begin on May 16th in Buffalo, New York and stretch coast to coast before wrapping up in Las Vegas, Nevada on June 15th. Direct support will come from Devin Townsend, who will perform a full acoustic set. Dance with the Dead and 68 will open the shows. Uh, Dates include three North American rock festivals, including Sonic Temple in Columbus, Ohio on May 17th, Rock, Oklahoma in Pryor, Oklahoma on May 26th, and Domination 2019 in Mexico City on May 3rd. Why did like 
there's there's two festivals in Oklahoma. What's in Oklahoma? No, there's one. Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, oh, okay. and Rocklahoma in Oklahoma. Okay, but still, but like, but still in in, in Oklahoma. <laughs> What's in Oklahoma? I don't know, buddy. Middle ground. I don't know. I guess. Maybe a big field. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, 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 the, like the state is just a big field, so let's have a festival. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty sure that there was no San Antonio Day here because I would have mentioned it if it did. But Iron Reagan and Sacred Reich will team up for a short North American tour in May. Support on the trek will come from Leeway and Enforce. Right on. Greta Van Fleet have been forced to cancel the remaining dates on the Euro, their Australian tour after singer John Kiska came down with laryngitis, rendering him unable to perform. I mean, you can still play the shows, just have the audience sing the songs. Well, he's not Vince Neil. <laughs> Sammy Hagar and The Circle announced plans for their extensive North American tour in support of their debut album of original material. Space Between, which will be released on May 10th via BMG. The band will kick off its 23-city North American uh, tour on April 19th in Reno, Nevada, and on June 7th in Chicago, Illinois. Vince Neil, who we just talked about, and Night Ranger will join the tour as special guests on select dates of the tour. Why? Why is this a thing? Why, why those two bands in particular? All right. Was nobody else available? <laughs> I guess. I guess not. Oh. I guess not. Bring sticks. <laughs> They're not busy. Then I'd go see. <laughs> you, Dennis Young, you jealous bastard. <laughs> anyway, Slash featuring Miles Kennedy's and the Conspirators and the Pips will embark on a North American tour this summer in support of their latest album, Living the Dream. Word. Queensryche will play some of the most renowned European festivals along with a few club shows in support of the band's upcoming album, The Verdict, which will be released on March 1st. Special guests on the track will be Firewind and Mirror Plan. Join them on select shows. Woot. A Memphis concert venue has canceled its previously As I Lay Dying show and will replace it with an event to benefit victims of domestic violence. <laughs> Growlers faced online backlash after publicizing the April 5th booking of the band whose lead singer was famously convicted in 2014 for his role in a murder-for-hire plot against his estranged wife. See, this is... This this is... The comeuppance. Yeah, this is is kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. Well, well, the year is young. I I mean... Apparently, I read the the statement from Growlers, and when they initially announced the event, they sold several hundred tickets, like yeah. ini- like immediately. So, I mean, there is demand for this. Yeah, there, of course there is. But I, the good thing is that the, the the demand has been exceeded by the outcry. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are pissed, but hey, fuck you. Yeah. So. I need to get your money back. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I mean, they haven't announced who's playing this benefit show for domestic violence, so that would be it'd be interesting to see what they replace it with, you know? Yeah. It better not suck. Yeah. All right. Death Angel have announced some headlining shows with Active Defiance around their upcoming tour with Overkill. Of course, nothing coming around. Death there. Angel and Overkill sounds like an awesome tour. Why is it not, like, coming to our backyard? Right. <laughs> backyard barbecue. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. 
Yeah. Hashtag no San Antonio date. The lineup and dates have officially been revealed for this year's Devastation of the Nation Tour. Dark Funeral and Belfagor will be co-headlining this year's run with Incantation, Hate, Veil of Pinth, and Nightmarer rounding out the bill. Right on. All right. One-offs. Bring Me the Horizon will be the musical guest on the February 14th episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live. The band will perform several songs on the show's uh, outdoor stage in front of a standing room only crowd. Cool. I'm not yeah. a big Bring Me the Horizon fan, so. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Here, here's a good one. ZZ Top are coming on on strong with their 50th anniversary Texas Bash. They're, they're a band that's not going to stop until one is dead. Yeah. And even then, it's, it's also great that they're still the original lineup. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Celebrating a true career milestone with three key performance dates set for Texas Towns this May. For three Texas Towns this May. The band's 50th anniversary celebration is set to commence May 17th in Dallas at Dos Equis Pavilion, followed by a performance on May 18th in Houston at Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion in the Woodlands, and on May 19th, the Austin 360 Amphitheater hosts the, orig- the ongoing festivities. The shows feature performances with friends and fellow rock legends Bad Company and Cheap Trick. See, that's the kind of bands that are more suited for the the Sammy Hagar tour. Right. That's, I mean, like, like, what the fuck? The Texas Bash concerts launched ZZ Top's anniversary tour that has been that has them rocking across North America and on the European shows throughout 2019. I'd go see that. I'd see that in a heartbeat. That'd be a lot of fun. That sounds like a badass show. Right? All right. I'm, 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 I'm an hour from Houston, so hell yeah. An hour? From Houston? Uh, uh, Austin. I was going to say, buddy, yeah. Houston's like three. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, know, I know it is. I, I, I know. You've made the trip a couple times. I've, I've made it twice at this point, and it was worth it. Faith, Faith no, no more. more? Yeah. And, and, and my, my bucket list of Blind Guardian. There so. you go. All right, last but not least here for one-offs, Led Zeppelin bassist John Paul Jones will team up with Sonic Youth's Thurston Moore and Steve Noble for a one-off concert on March 28th at the 100 Club in London. The event is described as, quote, a unique musical meeting of three of the most inventive performers of our time for perhaps the only time, all to benefit a London radio station, Resonance FM. Strange. Definitely strange. But could be totally cool. It would be, be the most feedback-driven jam on the planet. But at least there would be some cohesion, though, because I think at least John Paul Jones can orchestrate things. Yeah. All right. So are you ready for this top 200? Uh, give, me, give me the top five. Top five. Number one, a new release called DNA by the Backstreet Boys. What? 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 <laughs> right? What? <laughs> right? What? <laughs> right? What year is it? That was, oh my god, 20, 20, 20 years ago, dude. I know. Oh, help me. I've, I'm, I'm, I've lost my way. Keep, keep going. What's, what's, what's number two? 
Oh, uh, future Hendrix presents the Wizard. None of these have cons- uh, vowels in them, pretty much. But uh, the guy's name Future. Okay. Well, All right. Well, Number heard. three is Hoodie uh, Season, a boogie with the hoodie. I thought you were going to say Hootie and the Blowfish, and I was like, oh my god, what fucking year is <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, number four is a Star is Born soundtrack with uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. And number five is the Teal album by Weezer. Oh, really? Yep, that's their uh, their cover album. They do a pretty good cover of Paranoid, actually. Okay, I was going to say, because their cover of Africa kind of, man. Well, yeah. But then again, that song in and of itself is kind of meh. Yeah, for real. Like, I don't understand what the appeal was and why they were such a, a like, drive to have that done. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. All right, well, that number 12 here, a little bit on the rise from number 13, is Queen's Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, a debut here at number 14 is a new album by Bring Me the Horizon called Amo. I'm just going to say Amo. Because it's not emo, it's amo. A-M-O. Amo. Amo. That's weird. Yeah. So Because I, I didn't want to say ammo because it doesn't have two M's. Yeah. So. And it, it, it sounds like it should be something like, like Te Amo. Right. Like, like, like Spanish. Right. Definitely, it feels like there's a typo or, here. Or Italian, which whichever one it is. All right. So now we might just be getting into like the terribleness here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. You're, you're All right. Me. Well, here we go. The Bohemian uh, Rhapsody soundtrack is up from 56 to 48. Mm-hmm. So we're still in the top 50, and we are now out of the 50. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, Entertain the people, Daniel. Entertain the people. Yeah. Well. Yeah. This does not help. No, it does not. Oh, man. Wow. It's not getting any better. Oh, yeah, well, here we go. Uh, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. Greta Van Fleet is at number 93, which was at number, 70, number 76 last week. I know. I know. Yeah, you were supposed Creedence to give... Clearwater Revival. Greatest Hits 101. We're Fleetwood. at 101 already? Yep. Fleetwood Mac. Rumors is at 104. Oh, this is bad. Queen's Greatest Hits 1, 2, and 3. Platinum Collection is at 112. Uh, man. Like, no, no Back in Black yet? No. Nope. Ooh, a new album from Rival Sons. Feral Heat. Uh, Feral Roots, actually. Is at debuting at one one thirty nine. Greatest Hits, Guns N' Roses is at 142. The Black Album is at 145. From the Fires by Greta Van Fleet is at 148. Seeger, Eagles. Hate the fucking Eagles, man. Beatles, Abbey Road is at 159. Five Finger Death Punch, A Decade of Destruction is at 163. Back in Black is at 167. The Frozen soundtrack. The White Album is at 173. Hot Rocks by Rolling Stones at 175. Is that just coming back on? Or? No, that that was actually at 172 last week. Oh. Uh, we got Beatles 1 at 179. Never mind, at 180. All-time greatest hits by Leonard Skinner at 182. 
the troll soundtrack. Bon Jovi's greatest hits is at one eighty nine. Did you say the Trolls soundtrack? Yeah, I did. <laughs> trolls. Trolls. That movie came out like a long time ago. Yeah, but that one song, I, I, or two I, songs on it that are actually still really, really popular. Really? Yeah. Uh, damn if I know. I, yeah. I, I, I've just... Hair, uh, Hair Up is very popular still, and uh, so is the, the song that Justin Timberlake sings. Uh, I'm lost. Sunshine in My Pocket or whatever it's called. I'm lost. Yeah. So. What, what the hell is the name of the song? Well, oh, Can't Stop the Feeling. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still lost. Yeah, either way, it's still... All right. You ready for Hard Rock? It's not that much better. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for... Okay. Number 25 is One X by Three Days Grace. 24, Antennas to Hell, Slipknot. 23, Mothership, Led Zeppelin. 22... Zeppelin 4, Led Zeppelin. 21, The Greatest Hits by Three Doors Down. 20 is All the Right Reasons by Nickelback. Number 19 is Kiss World, The Best by Kiss. Yeah. This is apparently a new release. I, I, I saw that. Um, we don't need that. Nope. They, they have enough best of and greatest hits and compilations and, and yada, yada, yada. No, we're done. Yeah, pretty much. Locked in, done in. All right. Number 18 is Meteora by Linkin Park. 17 is Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. Number 16 is The Story So Far, The Best of Def Leppard by Def Leppard. 15 is Greatest Hits by Foo Fighters. 14 is Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. 13 is Evolution, Disturbed. Greatest Hits, Bon Jovi is number 12. Number 11 is Back in Black. Number 10 is Decade of Destruction, Five Finger Death Punch. Number 5 is From the Fires, Greta Van Fleet. Number eight is Metallica, Black Album. Number seven is Guns N' Roses, Greatest Hits. Number six is the new album from Rival Sons, Feral Roots. Number five is Greatest Hits, One, Two, and Three, The Platinum Collection of Queen. Number four is Anthem of the Peaceful Army, Greta Van Fleet. Number three is Bohemian Rhapsody, the soundtrack by Queen. Bring me, Num- the, bring me the Horizon and then Queen. Yep, exactly. Yeah, called it. Yep, yeah. exactly right. And Queen's number one. Queen is number one. Yes, that's right. Queen is number one. Yes, yes. I want to put my dick in it. I want to put a stick in me. <laughs> I want to put a stick in me. Queen, once again, ruling over all. We still with three albums in the top ten. Uh. Top five. Top five. Uh. Double up. Uh. Yeah. Just. Just. Oh, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so this is the part where we normally have a discussion. We did not come up with one uh, at all prior to this. Did you think of any ideas? I no? Nothing. Then I think this is where we're going to call it. Yeah, I got, uh, I, got, I got something to record anyway, so... Yeah, um... But it's really the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I know! <laughs> like, I, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like, what? Wait, 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 no, wait, no, what? no, 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 no. Wait, what? All right, well. Wait, what, what? <laughs> I would say. Uh, I'd say we have to make our curtain call because Warrior needs food badly, but you did bring tacos, so. I did need, I did bring tacos. So, so until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. And 
for simplicity, we are the slime. And then it's like a, like a, a little out thing. <laughs> out Nobody saw that. <laughs> totally seamless. <laughs> Edited out in post. <laughs> what post? <laughs>